Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary BGW. Void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus this podcast is part of the sports social podcast network hello everybody welcome back to the total liverpool podcast Today we have a couple of topics. Firstly is the uh, reaction to the Champions League draw, which sees Liverpool in a group with Atletico Madrid, Porto and AC Milan. We've got the preview to the Chelsea game and then just a little bit of transfer news. Deej, we'll start with you, your reaction to the draw. I know we chatted about it in the group chat, but what is your uh, reaction now with the dust has sort of settled? I, I quite like the draw. I think it's going to lead to a very entertaining group for us. Um I'm more than confident that we'll get out of it. I think we'll we'll win the group. Um, AC Milan aren't what they used to be. We've got a very good record against Porto. And Atletico always seems to be uh, a really evenly matched game. And it'd be nice to see Suarez back uh, playing at Anfield, even if it's not for us again. Um, yeah, if he's shit house, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> yeah, he's the shit house. But I think, I think we'll come out top of the group. I mean, for me, though, I think the more interesting group is, is City's group. They're yeah, not playing it. against, uh, like, non-league... Uh, Ukrainian teams or something. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think the uh, that was the shock. I think we all sort of said it in in the group chat, didn't we? That that Man City's group, we were like, oh, guarantee they'll get someone easy. And you know, they've been drawn against PSG, Leip- Leipzig, and uh, Club Bruges. Bruges are there to make up the numbers, but that Messi Guardiola, I think that's an interesting interesting tie to come up. Adam, what's your thoughts on the draw? Why not? Yeah, yeah. Just, just to uh, just try it. It was the other Manchester group that did get the easy draw this time round. <laughs> um, but uh, look, in terms of Liverpool, I'm 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 on a similar page to Deej. I think I, I I'm confident that we can top the group, and I'm confident that we will top the group. Um, for me, I was just a little bit, you know, a little bit down about the fact that I was really hoping that we could get a team that we could afford to rest a few players for and afford to to have a little bit of squad rotation. Whereas, mm. although, you know, as, as DJ, again, has, has put quite perfectly, AC Milan aren't quite what they used to be. Um, obviously, in the early last season, going out to Manchester United, who weren't at their best. Um, and Porto, who we have got a very good record against, especially in recent times. Um, but they are teams that, 
we we can't really afford to have an off day. We can't really afford to to rest a few players and it not go quite right because the, mm. the table can quite, can very quickly get ugly, um, especially with the likes of Atletico Madrid in there as well, who are still a very strong team. Um, and I think I think that's another big thing for, thing for us as well. Getting Atletico Madrid, um, it gives us a chance to sort of redeem what was a really. It felt like it had just been stolen away from us with the. Yeah. I think it was the Adrian mistake. Did he like roll it out and the ball ended up at like Morata? And yeah, we were, we went out in such like a, 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 a such a horrible way. We thought we'd done it with that Bobby Firmino goal in extra time, and and it was snatched away at the last minute. It's, it's almost like a perfect redemption story for us to go and go and pop them in the group and then and then progress forward. Yeah, I'd agree. I think that Atletico game, two games to sort of, like you say, make amends a little bit. Interestingly, you know, two times Liverpool have played AC Milan in the European Cup has been in finals and uh, obviously won a piece. So both sides will be hoping to to pull clear a little bit there. And obviously, like you said, uh, both of you really, Porto, we've got a good record against both of those sides, but I agree. It's games where if you let your, your sort of foot off the gas, they can quite easily come back and bite you. Simo, what are your thoughts on the draw in general, not just not just Liverpool? Um, well, in general, I mean, I've, I've not had a proper chance to sit down and look through every single group. I mean, I, I was looking out for sheriffs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they've <laughs> got, as much they've as got it there <laughs> into yeah. Milan, Real Madrid and, and Shakhtar. They get a nice yeah. away day, a couple of a nice I know, away they do. days. So. Yeah, good for them. Good for them. Come on, sheriffs. Um, <laughs> no, in terms of the group, I do think it's a tough old group. I mean, um, make no mistakes. Are these very much in the same vein as Adam is? We can't really have a day off against any of these sides. Uh, Atleti are just, you know, there's a reason why Diego Simeone is one. Is the I, th- I still believe is the the highest paid fo- uh, manager in world football. Um, he has and that four four two block he sets up is is he's the only manager in the world that can set it up as proficiently as he does. <laughs> and that team is just filled filled from back to front with you know the legion of darkness of like. <laughs> <laughs> that will shit house the way tell I'm the manager, the um, manager of darkness yeah, as well. Yeah, <laughs> and it's you know it's a tough old side to come against. Um, but I'm looking forward to. It. I feel like we've got a wee bit of unfinished business against Atleti. And we need to go back with uh, a better Liverpool side. Um, so I'm looking forward to that fixture. AC Milan again. You know we've faced them in finals. This isn't the AC Milan we've faced in days of old uh, in 05 and 06. I mean it's it's a different AC Milan, but it's still a capable side. I mean if they've learned anything from the Euro 2020, it's don't write it off the Italians too early. Uh, and Port we have a terrific record against but again um, they, are, they are still competing in a, in a fairly competitive league and I don't know if you've read recently that the, the Portuguese league has moved up and the mm. UEFA rankings is the, the fifth most competitive league in the world um, so we are facing we are facing top opposition here we don't really have that that off day where I think we can afford to do a full rotation maybe if we can get ahead in the group early um, we can we can rest some some players near, near the latter stages of the group um, but other than that, I, I am looking forward to, to some of these fixtures, definitely. For me, I yeah, think so it's good. better when there's, uh, when there's such close competition. Like, you want these close games because that's when football's its most exciting, right? Yes. I mean, yeah. it's not fun when you're going away battering people 7-8-0 a game. I mean, it is. But it it's is. 4-3 <laughs> <laughs> just, just yeah. over the line in the last minute. It's a bit more uh, evocative, I think. It'll make the fans a bit louder. Mm-hmm, definitely I think in the same breath as well going into the knockout rounds if we were to get another big team we've already faced the likes of Atletico we've already had yeah. tough reasonably tough games in Porto and AC Milan so we'll, we'll be ready for a tough fixture whereas other clubs who may have had an easy ride in the groups you know they, they may not be as ready to, uh, to face us 
Yeah, I'd agree. You know, historically, you know, when the last time we won the Champions League, you know, we had a tough group in that. It was, you know, PSG and teams like that. So hopefully, you know, history sort of repeats itself. A couple of tough sides, like you say, get some good good football in there, you know, tough opposition, hopefully. I will say away before, with we, some before we move on, Jake, I mean, I think PSG will be immensely pleased with this group because they come up against Manchester City where there's not a particular lot at stake. They will still mm. win the rest of the game yeah. and, go, and go through either way. They don't really get to come up against that opposition in their domestic league. So for a chance for them to... It's going to be interesting, that, those, against, those games. Yeah, against a Man City side in a competitive competitive fixture I think they'll be very much you know sort of happy with that I think if you could have picked a draw they would have had you know one big team to play and then two, two sort of relatively I'd argue the same about Leipzig though like I, I think Leipzig probably have more quality in their team than the majority of Ligue 1 probably, oh yeah. yeah yeah they are probably absolutely. definitely nearer the top end of the, of the table Ligue 1 definitely there's a reason there's a reason that um, the French league's been dropped to the you know, sixth most competitive league, and, and that's because of the the standard of the rest of the teams is just not there. So it will be interesting to see how PSG do get on. I mean, Messi and Guardiola, it's n- newspaper articles going to be written about that for days, isn't there? Um, and like you say, Simo, though, I think they'll be happy to potentially get that one out the way early. You know, like you say, there's not too much at stake there, and it's almost like us with Atletico as well. You know, it's it's nice to sort of play them. So if we play them later on, we sort of we know what we're going to come up against to get Atletico, but. You sort of know what to expect if it if it does materialise. Uh, lads, anything else to add about the Champions League before we move on? Anyone got any more pertinent points? Apart from if anybody listening knows anyone that can hook me up with a ticket for the San Siro, I'd appreciate it. <laughs> this isn't Gumpy, Adam. This is a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> If there's two I'd, tickets, you know, throw me one as well. <laughs> I'd, I'd use the opportunity while I can. Yeah, if anybody could just pay for us to go see you. <laughs> we'll do a live podcast. We'll do a live podcast. <laughs> I think that's probably the most interesting group that's been drawn so far. That's Sporting, Dortmund, Ajax and Besiktas. So that's a very it's a even competitive group. group, that. Definitely. Yeah, very competitive group. I mean... Dortmund obviously looking like they're going to be favourites coming out, coming in there with uh, Haaland wanting to uh, repeat his like goal heroics from last season. But Sporting have some very tidy players. Ajax is sort of like the crucible of youth for Europe. And Pichikast uh, <laughs> is like their Turkish Real, really, aren't they? I mean, Fenerbahce mm-hmm. probably pushed them for it. But, uh, it's a Thunderdome, their stadium, though, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. yeah. Beast of a stadium. Fantastic. Fantastic. Turkish fans certainly know how to make some noise. Uh, moving on, lads. You do, you do. Yeah. Moving on, lads, to the preview to the Chelsea game. Uh, the late kickoff on the Saturday, half past five. Uh, Adige, we'll start with you. What are your thoughts on this game? You know, there's been a lot of talk about Lukaku and can Liverpool stop Lukaku? What are you thinking on this front? Uh, we can stop him. I think the the big the big danger for us isn't just Lukaku. It's the combination of Mount and Lukaku. Uh, last mm. season, I've said this a couple of times this podcast already, but last season... Mounts created the most chances in the league, uh, head and shoulders above everybody else. And it's just a shame Chelsea didn't have anyone to finish them. They've now got Lukaku. But I, I think Verge can handle... Verge and Matip, I'm, uh, uh, who I'm going to predict as the two centre-backs for, I think they can handle Lukaku. Uh, my worry is more around the wide players. Like if Havertz is playing out wide, Pulisic may be back as well after after having COVID. Uh, our fullbacks are going to have to be on the ball. Um, and hopefully with Robbo back, Trent on the other side will we'll be able to do just that. And I think Fabinho is going to have a huge role to play disrupting yeah. that supply line into, into Lukaku. 
it's it's going to be a tough game. It's at Anfield. I, I, I make us slight favourites for the win with it being at Anfield, even though we lost the last game at Anfield uh, versus Chelsea. Doesn't uh, count, no crowds. <laughs> yeah, true, doesn't count. <laughs> I, I think we make us slight favourites. I think a draw at worst. Um, but, I mean, Chelsea are still my favourites for the title, so... It, it could go either way. I think it's going to be a close game regardless. Two German juggernauts of managers and uh, what I'm calling the battle of the right-backs as well. Trent versus Reese James. That's going to be interesting to see who comes out of this game better. Uh, yeah, I'm just looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a great game. Yeah, Adam, uh, traditionally these games have always been, you know, going back to Benitez and Mourinho, tough stalemates and, and it sort of continued that way for a number of years. What are you thinking that this game's going to be like? Um, I'm I'm very fifty fifty. I think usually these games are quite a a cagey affair, um, Liverpool and Chelsea. And I think most people will probably expect nothing, you know, nothing too dissimilar. Um, I think it would be quite a tight game. Um, on the flip side, there's always the look at and and look. I don't want to go into any game sort of thinking it's okay if we lose. But I think the fact that it's so early on in the season, and you know, we've already seen Manchester City lose to Tottenham, but you know, you're not really counting Manchester City out of the title race because it's so early on in the season. It's almost one of them that because it is so early on in the season, maybe, maybe both teams do come out a little bit more uh, all guns blazing. I think obviously we know we know what to expect from Liverpool. I think we sort of, we probably predict the Liverpool lineup and maybe get it pretty much spot on, maybe bar one or two. Um, I think obviously a lot of it, uh, it sort of depends on how Chelsea set up, whether they continue with this sort of almost like the back five as it is when they're, when they're not on the ball. Um, but look, the, the, the table speaks for itself. They're going to be, and it's only two games in, but they're going to be the hardest opponent we've faced so far. Um, obviously, look, the discarding West Ham that are currently sitting at the top of the minute. Um, thank you to them for making me look like Nostradamus, by the way. Um, <laughs> um, but you know, look, the, I think we probably, as it stands, have the two best defences in the Premier League, Liverpool and Chelsea. Which way you want to put us, not too sure. I, I guess it depends on your own preference. Um, it seems like they're going to have Chilwell back. Um, obviously, it seems like we're going to have Robertson back. He seems to be fit for this one. I personally would throw him in, not to sort of... Um, you know, get get too ahead of myself and, and ruin our starting lineups. But I personally would throw Robertson in if he's fit for this game, just because of the magnitude of it. Um, I think it's going to be a good one. I, do, I really do. I'm, I'm excited for it. There we go. I think it's going to be a good one. Simo, do you think it'll be a good one, or do you think it'll be a, a hark back to the Mourinho Benitez, the nil nils, and the very very little chances created? I don't think it'll be very little chances created. I'm, uh, there could uh, there could be a stalemate in this match. I won't I won't rule that out by any means. Um, this is a fire up of a game. This is, you know, two of the mm. best coaches in world football, uh, two of the best sides in world football coming up together against each other. I was hoping that Lukaku wouldn't have a full run out before he came to us. Um, I, I think he will start, okay? And if you have watched much of Chelsea, they, they play a, a, a really high-tempo shot passing sort of system with a, a three at the back. They will look to stretch us using their width of the, the three at the back with their wing backs and, and exploit our back four, essentially by creating spaces for Lukaku to run into. I think that's why Fabinho, if he can come back in, or Jordan Henderson is going to have such a, an important role to play in protecting the back four and not allowing us to get overrun by, by players like, you know, Timo Werner, Lukaku and Mount running from deep, and even Zayech cutting inside. It's good. There's a job on for the defence, 
by you know this is that's going to be the the matchmaker for me is whether we can stand up to the our defense can stand up to the attack that, that Chelsea has because with the addition of Lukaku they they're a, this was already a Champions League winning side that's that's had possibly one of the best of you know up there with the best strikers in world football I added to them. Uh, I thought they played ever so well against Arsenal. I think Arsenal were really, really lucky to escape with with, with just the two now. I think in another another day those chances drop, and it, it's, it's, you're looking at four or five. Mm. Um, I think we're in a good spot. They love to play out for the back. We love to press. We're up. We're an ultra fit side. We love running. Um, I think that's going to be key for us. We need to win that battle in midfield. They normally play with two central midfielders. I think if we can sort of overload them in those areas, win the ball back in the centre of the pitch. I think that'll be key for us to break. But I'm not going to go and say I'm, I'm ultra confident about going up against Chelsea. I think they're just a really good side. Oozing confidence. They know what they want to accomplish this season. And those goals are the Premier League title and, and European trophies. That's that's what they want. And that's what you do when you've got players like like they do. Even players like N'Golo Kante. You know, these these are players that we've got. To, you've got to be in top form to come up against them and get the to get the points. Which I'm, I'm really hoping the home advantage tips us over the edge. And I think if we can get this, I know it's early on in the season, but if you can put a marker down and and beat um, these are a, this is a six pointer because when the when the when the whistle blows it, the last whistle blows of the season and it all comes to the end of it, then these matches matter against your direct opposition for your place mm-hmm. at the end. And this is a bit of a six. This is our for me. This is our first six pointer of the season. Of where we are going to be near the top. So if our, this isn't just three points gained in our favour, this is three points took away from the opposition. So this game I really hope me, we can go and, and beat this side. This game for me has got such um, vibes when we played City um, in that season. We won the league, you know, earlier yeah. in the year. We, me too. We, yeah, you know, we, we beat them and, and and things like that. Momentum starts to creep. If we can go and you know beat beat Chelsea at Anfield. You know, the, the, the momentum was already there. You know, three wins out of three. We've beaten what people consider to be the favourites for the league. I think it's 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 it is a six pointer, but I wouldn't be surprised if it ends in a draw. But I also wouldn't be surprised if that home advantage and a bit of Mo Salah beauty just creeps us over the edge. I got a feeling that he will score this weekend. Do you want to uh, make up for not scoring last last weekend? And you know, he loves a goal against his whole team. So, Deej, we'll come to you first with your predicted lineup. And uh, and what you think the team is going to be? Yeah. So uh, my lineup is essentially full strength. Obviously, Ali and goal, uh, Trent and Robbo as our uh, fullbacks. Uh, definitely throwing Robbo back in because against teams like Chelsea, you need a shit house, and Robbo is our shit house. He's going to cause yeah. problems for whoever's out on that right hand side for Chelsea, whether that's Ziyech, whether that's Havertz. Um, then our two centre backs. I'm going to go for Virgin Matic. Why change something that's not conceded so far this season? Yeah. Um, couple of ropey moments, but they're just going to get better as the season goes on. Um, then for midfield, not not knowing if Fabinho is back from his compassionate leave, uh, I'm, I'm going to I'm going to put him in. Assume that he is. I'm going to put him in as the hold holding. I, I think he might be. I'm pretty yeah. sure he is. Then the other two, I'm going to go for Hendo and Cater. Uh, Hendo there to cover Trent because I think Trent's going to spend most of the game in the opposition half. <laughs> um, and then Cater to do the the sort of shuttling role that um, Wijnaldum used to do, except add his, his Cater flair to it. Um, and then our front three, as, as much as I'd love to drop Bobby in from the start, I think the, the best choice for uh, a back, playing against a back three is is Diogo Jota because he is very forward-looking and he, is, he will find those gaps, whereas yeah. Bobby's more sort of dropping back and sort of creating play from a little bit deeper. I think having Diogo Jota sort of breaking through the lines, just trying to 
latch onto Trent crosses or through balls from Mane or whatever. It's, it's our best chance to get an early goal um, and then maybe bring Bobby on for the second half. But that'll be my 11. Uh, Mane, Salah and, and Jota as the front three. Tease, you've, you've got exactly my, my 11. That's I, I my agree. 11. <laughs> Is it? Adam, do you have much change from that? <laughs> the, the, literally, there's one position that I just keep umming and ah are about and it's, it's whether to put Thiago in for this one over Cater. I did, I'm I still, did I'm, do that I was, as well. I was, yeah. I was hoping that listening to you guys would make, like, you know, sort of make my mind up, but it still hasn't. I, I still, I'm not sure yet. I think, I personally, I think, I feel like Thiago might be a better fit for this game, but because I'm not sure where his fitness is at and because Naby Keita has, has put in two very solid performances, also, I thought when, although he only played a few minutes, when Thiago came on against Burnley, I didn't think he looked too great. Maybe he was just trying to get up to speed with the game, I'm not sure. Um, so I'm, I'm just really unsure about that right now. Um, I think I'd probably, right now, maybe go Cater just as it's probably more of a safer bet. Um, I think if Thiago's 100% fit and ready, though, I'd, I'd maybe chuck him in for this one. See, I, think, I, was... I think Adam makes a great point there, having that technical pass and final ball. Uh, and the midfield, the potential for that to split this back three is maybe the way to go. But again, it's such a risk, isn't it? It's because if we get yeah. it wrong and we go overrunning midfield, we we lose this game hundred percent. That, that, that was my uh, that was my my sort of thought. I thought you know Jurgen Jurgen's probably we know that Thiago's not hundred percent at the moment, and like you said, Adam, he, you know he came on against Burnley and and took a while to sort of get with the flow. I feel like he'll put Cater in quite simply because we haven't seen a lot of him. You know, he's full of running, we know that, and, you know, he will, and he has got, you know, a shot and a pass on him. And I think it's a case of almost like Matic where you want to get as many games out of him before he inevitably breaks down. Breaks. And I feel like <laughs> this is a game where, you know, Naby would be up for it's against a big side. You know, he's, he's done well in the last two games and it's a game where you'll probably think, if I can get this game by the scruff of the neck, I can make a real difference and, and show everybody at a full Anfield exactly what I'm all about. And that, that for me is why he starts over Thiago. I think maybe in the, the following game, we'll, we might see a bit more of Thiago. Boys, I'm going to ask for your... Like, I don't think we can justify starting Thiago. I mean, hmm. what's he going to provide that Kante and Jorginho aren't going to snuff out from the off? Because he's not yeah. got the likes of Cater. He's not going to be able to do the same amount of running. If he's playing where Kate's going to be playing and we've got Hendo and um, and Fabinho as the other two, he'll be a little bit further forward. Yeah, he'll be snappy while people go past him, but the chance of him getting all the way back to defend, pretty slim. For me, Thiago is an off-the-bench 70th minute if the game's not going right. Let's see if we can change things up kind of player for this game. Yeah, I'm in the, I'm in the same sort of vein as DJ. If, we, if, we are, if we're down or, or back against the wall in the, in the final sort of like 20 of the game, I don't, I don't think it pops to put Thiago on and try and find that final ball, find that final pass to get us a, a goal but you know I mean I think if we if we start with them and we we go overrun at that midfield I just I just can't see it going well for us um, mm. just for the just for the overloads I've seen in that Arsenal game that's yeah. also um another point is that it's not it's not in the Thiago Cater debate but something Dee just brought up reminded me I, look Kante always seems to play against us whether he's injured or not he always just seems to come back for the Liverpool yeah. game and then he'll disappear again <laughs> <laughs> but obviously he didn't he didn't play last weekend and there's still sort of like little hints coming out that he might not be ready. I fully oh, expect him to be. <laughs> I fully expect him to be, but obviously that's very slight chance that he's not. Obviously, so deep, a huge does, advantage. Does it make too well, much a difference? I mean you still have a goal, you know. I think it does. Yeah, I th- I think when when you've not got the Kante alongside Jorginho, it's been Kovacic playing there. 
and and I know Kovacic is still he's still a very competent player, but the quality drop off is huge there, and it, it gives us some real space to exploit. I think I would say Jorginho or Kante. I don't think both of them get on the pitch at the same time. In that central midfield, it's not my. I, uh, I I I think they. I think if both of them are, if Kante is fit, I think it will be Kante and Jorginho personally. Against those, maybe, maybe not normally. I don't think yeah. that's. I, well, they may have to do that against those considering their midfield, but you know, one or the other would would suit us thirty. I think. <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah. I think if Kante is fit, yeah, like you say, Adam, he always seems to just come back for these games, and he'll he'll be there. He no, did it last be season. Class performance as well. Yeah, last exactly season he did it. He was time. he had a period where he was injured last season. He was back in for the Liverpool game, and the game after he was gone again. I couldn't be- I couldn't believe it. <laughs> and he played um, brilliantly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he did. <laughs> Not uh, Dean... ever really see have, have a bad game to be honest. <laughs> true, true. Deeds, we'll start with you. What's your prediction score wise for Liverpool versus Chelsea? It's a tough one to, to call this. It, it could quite easily be a draw. I don't think it'll be a nil nil. I think there'll be goals in it. Um, I think the final score will be two one either way, but I will Ooh. I'll stick my neck out and go it will be a two one Liverpool win. Two one for Deej. Adam. Um I'm gonna be a little bit bold with this one. I think Liverpool are gonna win this two nil. Two nil. I'm gonna go two nil as well. Simo, what about yourself? Three two. I'm predicting goals. Early in the season. And, uh, you always see these three two win, I'm guessing the though, right? sort of like yeah, three two win. Um, <laughs> you're normally seeing a sort of five stuff. opening games of the season. You get like these game week crazy you know, games. Goals, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think it could go either way. I mean, we won't know. We won't know until we're halfway through the match how we're getting on, and that's just that it's true. just the way it's just the way this this these two top sides coming against each other. I still think it's a super important game. Six point up. We really need to win this one. Well, Adam, I hope you're prediction uh, guru keeps going and you, and you predict this one right as well um, would boys just, <laughs> it would be brilliant it would boys just before we finish up uh, the Kylian Mbappe front has drastically changed we know his contract's due next summer for expiry but reports out of Spain and France are that Real Madrid have made I think it's 137 million pound bid uh, obviously they we're all devastated now. we're all devastated because you know we are all they, secretly they up, hoping that have they upped it again have they just, just yeah, yeah just so. before we jumped on it's 170 million euros yeah. plus 10 million add-on well well there you go yeah. I mean I personally do not money understand from. where they've got that money uh, <laughs> to sign Mbappe because can hell, they can't even play the cleaner like do you know what I mean <laughs> yeah <laughs> recently yeah, the, the Spanish government's definitely funded them a little bit more there. Go and get him. We, like, now we need probably you'll probably find that La Liga need a superstar, so they'll have pumped Real Madrid a few side quid there to go and get yeah. Kylian Mbappe into that league because they are missing the superstar in that league. Yeah. Cost of Spaniards. Uh, I know, <laughs> but hopefully the deal breaks down and uh, and we can we can sneak in there and and grab it. Boys, do you, do you know the, the chances? Boys of said us he was overrated anyway. Like, yeah. no, the, the wouldn't, Mbappe will not play for Liverpool unless he has a <laughs> tremendous drop-off in form. <laughs> it's, just, it's just not going to happen. I don't I know why people are like... From, summer with Madrid. I can see us getting him next summer. I think if it's if he's free, there's a chance. If he's not, no chance at all. <laughs> yeah. We need to give him like a million a week to get him on the book. We need to give him like a million pounds a week. 
I don't think it's, I don't think it's quite that uh, quite that drastic. I mean, people uh, have been pretty much the with the <laughs> apparently between Haaland's camp and Chelsea. They were talking about eight hundred and twenty-five grand a week, and that is the most the most expensive uh, wages I've seen ever. Absolutely ludicrous. I Messi was a million euros a week. Um, yeah, Messi was about a million. And there's also you know there's there's talk Nothing of Ronaldo to uh, to Man City, isn't there? Apparently, Juventus oh, only want they only want thirty million euros. I mean, that is yeah, I, why, that's what I think. why Man City aren't looking I, at that and going absolutely. I, I'll never know. I mean, why, we I, I think Juventus, but because who actually a million pounds a week? It's the wage, the wage, and I mean, I think Salah's only on like two fifty. You know what I mean? We can't, I think his new contract will take him to 250. I don't even think yeah. he's on that right now. No, but it was. That's, why, that's what I'm saying with the, the newer yeah. deals. Um, you know, I think we just would be okay, though, if, if Jurgen Klopp turned around to him and goes, just so you know, we're bringing Cristiano Ronaldo in. I mean, and he'd be I like, well, I'll look forward to my contract on Monday when I sign it and I get the same <laughs> money as him. That's what he would say. <laughs> I think it's like amazing. I'd love to play with a player of that quality. I don't think he would say that at all. <laughs> I don't think he would say that at all. I don't think any of them would say that. You'd have a line out the door of the office. Salah there, then Manny, then like Bobby Firmino, Hendel Fudge, you know, Ali. And they would just be like, oh yeah, I'm glad we're getting our wages doubled. <laughs> Again. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I think the Mbappe deal's done. Personally, I think I think it will be done, and I think you well, know Man City should be looking at Ronaldo and trying to snag him because imagine another welcome to Manchester billboard, but with fucking Ronaldo on it instead of like uh-huh. Tevez. Jesus well, Christ! Like United did one for Sancho, didn't they? They copied yeah. Tevez, but did welcome to Manchester in red instead of blue. <laughs> like and imagine, imagine if it's a Tevez. Ronaldo one though. Tevez won it, won a title with both, didn't he? Yeah, he's yeah. got a, he's yeah. got a winner's medal for both. <laughs> ultimate mercenary with with the Mbappe thing though do you guys think it'll happen this summer or do you think he'll leave next summer I don't think it's end today with Liverpool but I think he will be at one think, of these super clubs no no I, I, <laughs> I think, I think not, if, but... if, if the money's the money's been bid it will be I think he'll, they'll try and get it pushed through this summer personally well, it's it's posturing at the very least. It's all all the power literally lies with Mbappe and Real Madrid at this point. And in Real Madrid, not that I think it could be. It's posturing in a way of Real Madrid saying we really want you, Mister Mbappe, to come to us, and we are willing to pay, even though we could get you on a free. That's how much we want you. PSG are just absolutely raging with it. They're, they're saying Real Madrid are doing illegal things by contacting Mbappe as if that doesn't happen in every single transfer that's ever happened in football, <laughs> even though it's completely illegal. But uh, it's just, it's. I think I just, I just don't think the French league appeals to him anymore. I think he wants to play in a top league and be and be up there and considered. With, with your you can't say Ronaldo. Spain's a top league anymore, I, though, can you? Really? You still can. <laughs> I am surprised though that he's. Um... I'm surprised that he's he seems because he seems quite willing to to try and make the move happen as soon as possible. I'm mm. a little surprised that he's not a bit more ha- you know a bit not not at least a bit happy to maybe just see out his final year and get to play a year with Messi alongside him. You know, like it's it's a it's a dream come true for for pretty much any player, and he's sort of almost trying to actively avoid having to do it. It just seems like a bit of a weird one to me. It's it's a year and then he gets his move. Anyway. Well, he's not very vocal, is he? It's more PSG that make the noise, and he doesn't. Like as an individual, I don't think he makes a lot, a lot of humming. Yeah, but he's been turning down a lot. Like, I think he's turned down the last three contract offers they've offered him, and it's yeah, supposedly, supposedly been some serious money. <laughs> I keep on getting a new one every day. <laughs> <laughs> money, to be honest, deal is really hard to get done though, because I mean, 
PSG, I mean, you're forgetting, he, he wasn't cheap when PSG signed him. They spent 180 million euros yeah, on him. Yeah, they lose money on him. And they, they don't want him to go for free because obviously that's a lot of money that they've shelled out. Yeah, I think they want to make sale on. There's a sale on written to Monaco as well. Exactly. I think they want to yeah. make so I think this 170 odd million euros with the 10 million of add ons, I think that's going to get buffed away as well. I don't think it's enough yet. I think we're looking I, at I two think it might do. Mbappe, I think. I think they'll accept it because they're going to lose him in Jan- effectively January when he sign- when he can sign for a new club. I personally, I can I, see him going in the summer. I mean. But the thing is, Jay, you've got to remember that PSG aren't a club that need to sell anybody for any reason whatsoever. I, I do agree, keep- but I also feel like you know players these days, Mbappe probably just sat around and say, "Fuck, I ain't playing. Mm. <laughs> I'm not going to play." You know, and I feel Wouldn't like he keep talking. Uh, he'll wouldn't play. he? He'll, wouldn't he? He'll play. Yeah, he'll play. He'll play. <laughs> if like, he if he really wanted to leave, though, if he really really wanted to leave, you know, it's not it's not Harry Kane situation where he's at. You know, his boyhood club. Um, yeah. You know, he effectively, you know, I, I I can see him going in the summer personally. If if they accept the offer, then there'll be no reason why he won't. I think he'll go, but I don't. I don't know if it needs to be this summer. I think he will go eventually. I think if he was going to sign, or he's, or, he, or he's either doing that, or he's posturing for a ridiculous deal that we're going to look at, possibly being like you know a million, million and a half a week, and he's posturing for that. That could be the case. He's just trying to put himself in the best position to make him absolutely, you know, it's either that or they they, they lose out in the player they paid one hundred and eighty million for. I mean. That's the PSG thing is, with PSG don't need to sell anybody because they're, they're they're not a business that they're, they're owned by the country of Qatar essentially. Mm. So the I guess 180 euro it's it's incomprehensible money to us, but to like a country to a nation, it's not a particularly lot of money. So if it means keeping Mbappe for an for an entire other transfer window, maybe that is worth 180 million to them. And that's the kind of money these your Manchester City's and your PSG. And I, I talked to you a bit about it in my interview with Jim Keoghan, um, and just how these these aren't businesses. These clubs are not businesses. They don't need to make money. <laughs> that's not what they're there to do. They're there to be essentially big advertisables for a country, which I'm completely okay with. I mean, because I think the business is just as bad. But yeah, that's why a lot of people think they cannot turn down this money, but they absolutely can. Mm-hmm. They absolutely can. <laughs> Oh, I do agree with you. I do agree with you. Right, that's that's all we've got time for. This is a Liverpool podcast, not a Real Madrid podcast. So we are going to say sadly. cheery bye. Sadly, <laughs> sadly, sadly, we're going to say goodbye, Sorry, everybody. And uh, we will be back uh, on Saturday immediately after the game. Well, as soon as so after the game as we can with our review of the game and all of our player ratings. Thank you, everyone, for listening and cheery bye. <laughs> Done. Done. Lovely. So after the game, I'm I'm still in work on Saturday, so it's going to be a bit later um, after the game for me when I come back. Hopefully, I'll be back like sort of the last ten minutes of the the game from work, so I'll hopefully be able to to jump straight on. But I'll I'll keep you updated. Not be able to do it. I think I'm going to the pub to watch it. I don't know. I might not be able to do it but if I'm not. Just crack on without me, boys. We'll just do it. Put your phone, mate. Hmm? Put your phone. Yeah, put your head. Yes. Get in the get in the toilet in the headphones. The yeah. And the arc. <laughs> oh, glorious. I'll be shaters as well. Alright, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Nah, cracking. Your manager. Have a good run. Right, boys. Season. Good pod. Good pod as always. Find more great shows or join the team at sport-social.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.